us to our Christmas Eve service here at Olivet United Methodist Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. It's a great privilege to come into your home and, and share Christ with you, the birth of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for your responses. Do let us know if there's some way that we can improve on our worship service. With that, I think we're just about ready to begin. Primary words that I've always started my services is with joy to the world. Are we ready to begin, Clarence? Anastasia, Anastasia, hello, hello. Who's the gentleman to your, well, welcome, Dad. What's your name? Ellen. Ellen, you look familiar. Have we met before? Probably not, okay. Are you prepared? Did you want to share? Okay. And if we can get Anastasia a little more warmed up, can you, a, little, a little more, Anastasia, you want to come front and center and Al, are you going to be part of this too? A little camera shy, okay. So we'll have you take a mic there, a mic of your own choosing. You know, this, the joy to the world is one of the most um, popular Christmas carols. 
we sing. And yet the um, writer, Isaac Watts, didn't originally intend for it to be used as such. Do we have a question in the belfry? Look at that dress that Anastasia has on. Let's give Anastasia a round of applause. Wow, Anastasia. All right, hi guys, I, my name is Sarah. Um, hi Sarah. I, <laughs> hi, so I met Pastor Randy at a, at a silver sneaker class and I did not know that I was gonna run into a pastor in the silver sneakers class at all. I wasn't expecting that. Told him my testimony and you know, he told me, he goes, well, you know, you, you should talk to Robin and she, you know, and let her tell her testimony to you because your testimony sound very similar. And so then I met Robin and that's how I became a part of this church. And I really do feel welcome here and I like the people that go here. So I've gotten to know almost all of you. Pretty much my background story is I grew up from a really dysfunctional home. It was really hard for me for many years to accept that, you know, life wasn't perfect, you know, and especially with uh, your parents and stuff working as much as they did. And it's just really hard. It's just, it was really hard for me to accept that. And then going to school when I was in, and then going to school or when I went to high school, that's when I got bullied. And I kind of became agnostic then I didn't believe in God as much when I was raped, when I was in my senior year of high school by somebody I knew very well. So it was really hard for me to accept. I, I always wondered why, why would God put me through something like this? Why would this be a thing? So then, then on, I kind of lost faith and then I found it again and I, I went started going to Eagle Brook and I got baptized there. I don't remember the year exactly, but I, I was all over their Facebook and all over the site and stuff and then when I then like I said when I met when I met Randy I found the Lord again and I'm, I'm very thankful that he's played a really big part of my a very positive part of my life now and I have a good support system my family's a really good support system and you know it's just nice that I've met some good friends along the way like Mike and Tina and Mer Marie and you know Gary and Kathy and everybody at this church and I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of everything and I'm happy that this church is so welcoming and you know so caring about my well-being you know I'm just going through a lot I went to the mental health facility twice in one like it, once in November and then once in December or in the end of November too or once in October and then the other time it was in November and it's just, it was, I've gone through a lot of um, stuff in my life, and I'm just happy to have the people that I do in my life. So that's my testimony. And then I will, do I have to read this? If you'd like, or can, Anastasia, can you sing a number for us, Anastasia? Can you sing? candy canes for everyone too it symbolizes jesus the, the blood and the whiteness so 
All right, so um, it's, I'm, I'm reading Matthew 1, 23. It says, look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And then, so, and then, uh, and then there's a prayer out of the upper room book. The prayer is, fill our hearts, O God, with thanksgiving and, and praise for the gift of your son, Jesus. Amen. Grandpa's here. Anastasia, we don't want you to play with matches. Yay! Way to go, Gary. Does Anastasia have anything to say? Is she... What do you think of Grandpa being in church? Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi there. Everybody say hello, Anastasia. Hello. Hi there. Hello, Look at that nice dress she has on. Did Grandpa make that dress for her? No. No, we bought it at a TJ Maxx. Oh, TJ Maxx. Well, I'm going to call on Boone now. That's going to be a hard act to follow. And oh, are you through? Oh yeah. We're a little more at liberty, I think, with time and that. If we're not by way of television, but there's going to be a blending, I think, on YouTube and that. So use your prophetic biker voice there. And Mike, why don't you come and be on deck? Good job, Anastasia. Did you want to? Do you want to circulate those candy canes? Do you know the history behind those candy canes? The red represents the blood of Christ, and the white represents how we become pure in God's eyes through the body, and the, and the J, J shape is for the joy of the Lord in the shepherd's staff. Shepherd's staff. Boone. I did not know that. I know about the J. If you take a candy cane and put it a certain way, it's J. And the red Jesus, represents the blood of Christ. Right. And the white represents the purity that we, once we've asked Jesus into our heart and life, we are saved by grace through faith in Christ. Not of works, least any should boast. And we become pure in God's, God's eyes. And then that thing about the shepherd, that's the shepherd crook? Or? Right. Oh. The shepherd had to have the hook. Um, sheep oh, yeah. are always attracted to water, but they don't really know how to swim. And the shepherd catches the sheep, just like Jesus, God's word says, he's the shepherd. The 23rd Psalm reminds us that for the Lord is our shepherd. We shall, you know, so I don't want to take any more of your time. Amen. No, I, I learned something. Greetings, loved ones. And we can say this here. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we can say it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, be reading from Luke, and it's in your handouts here. I'll, I'll be reading from the big book up here, which has slightly different wording, but bigger print, so I kind of prefer it for the, all kinds of reasons. And may God bless the reading. 
the word. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quinarius as governor of Syria and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary and his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there, the tame Time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all of the people. For to you is born on this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told to them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered what the shepherds had told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Mike's going to read the next section. May God bless and keep you, and may God bless the reading. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Mike's going to read from the big book. Joseph and Mary were going to Bethlehem to be counted in the census. Now, the census was taken every 14 years by Romans for one reason, so that the citizens could pay taxes. They took it every 14 years for that purpose. People were required to return to their family's origin or their place of birth to pay their tax and to register. That's why they made the trip. This has got to be God. Nazareth was 80 miles from Bethlehem. I can't picture this. A nine-month nine pregnant lady riding a donkey for 80 miles. It just doesn't even seem reasonable in my mind how that could happen. But God did it. Mary was not required to go, after all, but Joseph took her as a means of protection because back then, culturally speaking, an unmarried teenager could not get pregnant. If they did, the cultural radicals would basically kill her. So being unmarried and pregnant was a no-no, culturally speaking, and Joseph wanted to 
protect his family, so he brought her with him. Verse 6 says that the son of Mary belonged to and originated from God. Mary was chaste. They were honest about their position and their religion. They did not, I don't know how to put it, fornicate, I guess is a good way to put it. Verse 6 says that the son of Mary belonged to and originated from God. When they arrived at Bethlehem, the city was full because of the people's returning to take the census. That's why there's no room at the inn. They had absolutely no room, so a kindly innkeeper put them up in the stable, which was the best he could. The thing I'd like to mention is the Old Testament speaks of the birth of the Messiah. Back in Micah, book Micah, chapter 5, verse 2. It nails the city of the Messiah's birth. That verse in Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, says the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. And that is indeed what will happen. Merry Christmas. At this time, we have a musical number, and would they please come front and center? And good job, Mike and Boone and Sarah and Anastasia. If you're listening by way of YouTube or Facebook, again, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas.
Savior of the world, He has come. Alleluia. Alleluia. The highest name. Would you all stand with me for a word of prayer, please? Stand for that fine number. Father, we want to stand in the promises. Some 2,020 years ago, the calendar is based upon the birth of Jesus Christ, A.D., Anno Dominio, in the year of our Lord, and B.C., before Christ. We thank you, Father, that we can come, and for years people have been honoring the birth of of the Christ child. As we honor his birth, we, we look forward to his second coming, just as he came the first time, and there are just very few people that really recognized it. And, and as we look at the second coming, the rapture, we find a world that may be in denial or unbelief. to be believers, and we know if change does not occur, that the society that we we depend on is in drastic need of, of change, the fraud and the phoniness and the graft and corruption in the swamps around our country. We pray that we would become more patriots, patriots of uh, constitutionalists, that we stand on scripture and tradition, reason and experience. We thank you for this evening and as many Christians are gathering and at home and we pray for those who are viewing by way of, of YouTube and Facebook and all kinds of means of communication. We, we know that we're getting into prisons, we're, knowing, we're getting into homes and in hospitals and nursing homes and places where people are unable to come to church. We are among the able. And we thank you, Father, for our, our legs to get here, our, our arms and our minds, our brains. And there's two things that God asks of us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to not love our neighbor as ourselves. That body that was broken, that blood that was shed, is only 30 years old. Bless us now as we turn to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As I was kind of saying, my parents always wanted a, a daughter like Anastasia. They always wanted a, a girl, but they, I was going to say they got stuck with three guys, but, but um, they treated us. They loved my I was first born, Timmy and Terry, 
and they always wanted to have a, a girl, and they were going to name that girl Joy. So when our firstborn, Joy, and it just seems like yesterday, our Joy was like Anastasia, and now Joy is, what, 40-some years old, flight surgeon, retired uh, Colonel Air Force, married an F-16 fighter pilot, and we know that, that Joy really stands for J-O-Y, the joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah 8.10. J stands for Jesus first, O others second, and Y yourself last. As we look at our scripture, we're going to try to examine more closely um, this scripture here. We're going to be looking at this scripture for the next two or three weeks now. We read how in these verses how the birth of the Lord Jesus was first announced. The birth of a king's son, king's son or president's son or politician is generally made an occasion uh, that's a pub, very public, uh, full of revelry and rejoicing. I remember my dad telling me many stories and a lot of his friends, they, they handed out... Um, Cigars. It was a custom then to hand out cigars some 68 years ago when, when a boy or a girl was born. Well, the announcement of the birth of the Prince of Peace, Jesus, was made privately at midnight and without anything of worldly pomp and, and celebration. I remember a time when I was serving in a three-point charge of birth of you at Wrightstown, where each of these three churches would, would precede their, their Christmas Eve service by a, a Christmas program by the children. And the children were dressed up as little sheep or little lambs, and there was a, a Joseph and a Mary and a shepherds and all kinds of attendants around. A, we sometimes even had little babies. we take one of the younger babies of the congregation and 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 place it in a, a manger. And all that involvement by, by people made it so genuine and so authentic. Well, let us mark who they were to whom tidings first came that Christ was born. They were shepherds. And it was interesting that shepherds were kind of the lowest of the low. They were almost worse than criminals because they went... And they feast on basically, they were, you know, very pure, but they were kind of the, the, the lower caste, the outcast, because they, they would rummage from one location to another, and, and they were shepherds. And it said, shepherds abiding in the field near Bethlehem, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now to shepherds, not to priests, not to rulers, to shepherds, not to scribes, not to Pharisees, not to the politicians of, of their time, an angel appeared proclaiming, unto you is born this day a Savior. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now the saying of, of St. James should come into our mind. James was the brother of Jesus. As we read these words, James chapter 2, verse 5 reminds us that hath not God chosen the poor, the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, 
which he hath promised to them that love him. The want of money debars no one from spiritual privileges. The things of God's kingdom are often hid from the, the great and the noble and revealed to the poor. The busy labor of the hands need not prevent a person being favored in special communion with God. Moses in the Old Testament was keeping his sheep. Gideon was, was thrashing the, the wheat. Elisha was plowing when they were severally honored by direct calls and, and revelations from God. And let us resist the suggestion of Satan that religion is not far for the working person. The weak of the world are often called before the mighty. The last are often first and the first last. Secondly, let us mark in this portion of scripture the language, the language that's used by the angel in, in announcing Christ's birth to the shepherds. Here a few years back, I was called back to a, it was a rural Lutheran church at the time and it, near Meltona, Minnesota, and it was a church that they only opened up on Christmas Eve and a few Sundays or Saturdays during the um, summertime months for, for weddings. But at one time it was a very large, very large church. And they asked me to speak on angels, angels. I wasn't used to preaching in a Lutheran church and this particular Lutheran church, it was kind of like the, the pulpit was where Darwin is, but it was at the front of the church. And by the time you get to the pulpit, it was just a spiral case and you could hardly see the congregation you were preaching to. The language that was used by the angels in announcing Christ's birth to the shepherds. He, he said, I bring you good tidings of great, what? Joy, which shall be to all people. We need not wonder at these words. The scriptural darkness which had covered the earth was just as dark, equally dark as the days that you and I are experiencing today. They were especially dark for 4,000 years was about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and the way to peace with God was about to be thrown open to all. The head of Satan was about to be bruised. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. The mighty truth was about to be proclaimed that God would be just and yet for Christ's sake, the ungodly would be justified. Salvation was no longer to be seen through types and figures, but openly face to face. The knowledge of God was no longer to be confined to the Jews, but to be offered to the whole, whole Gentile world. The days of heathenism, heathenism was, were numbered. In the first stone of God's kingdom was about to be set up. If this was, it certainly was glad tidings and good tidings. There never were tidings that deserve such a name. Well, let us mark thirdly who they were that first praised God, praised God when Christ was born. They were angels and not individuals like you and I. 
angels who had never sinned and needed no Savior, angels who had not fallen and required no Redeemer and no atoning blood. And the first hymn to the, to the honor of God was God manifest in the flesh, was sung by a multitude of the heavenly host. Let us note this fact that it's, it's full of deep, deep spiritual lessons. It shows us what good servants the angels are. All that their heavenly master does pleases and, and interests them. It shows us that what clear knowledge they have. They know the misery, what misery sin has brought into all of creation. One of my favorite shows was always um, touched by an angel and how during an hour's episode, you know, they could come to kind of a consensus on, on bringing about good news and peace. Angels knew the blessedness of heaven and the privilege of an open door into heaven. And above all, it shows us the deep love and compassion which the angels feel towards the poor and towards the lost. They rejoice in the glorious prospect of many souls being saved and many brands being plucked from the burning. Many of John and Charles Wesley's hymns talked about being saved. They wrote some six to 8,000 hymns. Many of them are in our Methodist hymnals, fathers of Methodism. Well, let us strive to be more like-minded with the angels, our spiritual ignorance and our deadness appear most painfully in our inability to enter into the joy which we see them here expressing. Surely if we hope to dwell with them forever in heaven, we ought to share something of their feelings while we are here upon earth. Let us seek a more deep sense of sin, sinfulness and misery of sin, and then we shall have more deep a sense of thankfulness and redemption. There's not many times that I've seen stars. I do recall seeing stars playing college football and contact sports. Here the other night, I, as I take my daily bath, I like to shower down after my bath. My dad would always say, how come you use so much water? And I always said it was kind of a way I could relax. But just a couple nights ago, I was playing with the um, shower head and thing didn't seem to work and then it came out cold water and then it shot out hot water and, and backing up I kind of fell out of the backwards out of the tub and I thought I was doing pretty good because I, you know, I thought the floor was I could catch myself with the floor but I'd left the drawer open and I nailed the back of my head you know I was bleeding bleeding because I'm on Coumadin and blood thinner and I just kind of laid in the bathtub there for a while and drained out a little bit and then realized that you know I should probably let Chris know or Joy and they all had a consensus so I spent my my evening in ER. I'm a little stiff I can tell you I've seen a few stars but can you imagine seeing the stars in the heaven you know, the three wise men, the three magi that we refer to, followed that star. It wasn't days, it wasn't months, it possibly was years. Magi or wise men, they followed that star over Bethlehem where the babe Jesus was born. Well, let us mark thirdly 
who they were that first praised God when Christ was born. They were angels, right? They were not humans like you and I. And they proclaimed, they strive to honor and praise God. And let us mark fourthly the hymn of praise which these heavenly hosts sung in the hearing of the shepherds. They said, glory to God in the highest and on, per- on earth peace. How we want peace today, how we want goodwill towards all. Many of my holidays for 20-some years as a colonel in the Air Force were spent away from home. Thank God that we could, we could talk. Phone calls were delicious. These famous words are vicariously interpreted. We are by nature so dull, we are so dull in our spiritual things, that it seems that if we cannot understand a sense of heavenly language, when this heavenly language speaks to us, yet yet a meaning may be drawn from the words which is free from any objection, and that is not only good sense, but it's excellent theology. Glory to God in the highest. The song begins. Here in a few moments, we're going to be singing Silent Night and Holy Night, and you can kind of break your sticks or your lights, or if you haven't picked up a light, you'll want to grab one, and they're at the back of the church. Yet a meaning be, be drawn from the words which is free from any objection, and is not only good sense, but as I said, excellent theology as you study your walk and your talk with God. Glory to God in the highest, the song begins. Now is come the highest degree of glory to God by the appearing of his Son, Jesus Christ, in the world. He by his life, Jesus by his life and death on the cross will glorify God's attributes of justice, holiness, mercy, and wisdom. That's what the candle, the um, candy cane was all about originally designed to represent justice and purity of God, the white and the holiness of God, the mercy and the wisdom of God. I had no idea that Sarah was going to be giving us candy canes as they never were glorified before. Creation began to glorify God, but not so much as redemption. The song goes on peace. Peace on earth, the song goes on. Now has come to earth the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Not an earthly peace, not an exterior peace, but an interior peace. A peace of forgiveness. Forgiveness by God through Jesus Christ. The perfect peace between a holy God and a sinful humanity, which Christ was going to purchase with his own blood. The peace which is offered freely to all, the peace which once admitted into the heart makes us live at peace one with another and will one day overspread the entire world. Goodwill to all, the song concludes now, is come the time when God's kindness and goodwill towards humans is to be fully made known. God's power was, was seen in creation. But you and I, rather than serving the creator, we choose to serve the created, all the created things that tantalizes us and pulls us away from the creator. We're absorbed in the created rather than the creator. The person who hopes to dwell in heaven should have 
some experiential acquaintances with the languages of the inhabitants. Let us mark, ere we leave this passage, the prompt obedience to the heavenly vision displayed by the shepherds. Promptness, promptness. We see in them no doubts. We see in them no questionings or, or hesitation, strange and improbable as the tidings might seem. They at once act upon them. And they went to Bethlehem. They went to Bethlehem in haste. They found everything exactly as it had been told them. Their simple faith received a rich reward. They had the mighty privilege of being the first. The first of all humankind after Mary and Joseph who saw with believing eyes the newborn Messiah. They soon returned glorifying and praising God, the scripture says, and they soon returned. May our spirits be theirs. Father God, this evening, we do make a request that our spirits will be like theirs. May we ever believe implicitly, may we act promptly and, and wait for nothing when the path of duty is clear. So doing, we shall have a reward, a reward like that of the shepherds. The journey that is begun in faith will generally end in praise. Christmas began long before Bethlehem. It began before the birth of Isaiah. It actually began before God created the Garden of Eden. Today's text reminds us that God had his Christmas rescue plan in mind even before creation, that God decided if, if humanity should sin, Jesus Christ would come and die as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And this is why the Bible describes Jesus Christ as a Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. Christmas began in the heart of God, and this is why the angels who wanted so long to make this great announcement were so happy that, that first Christmas night. They, they knew if God would send his Son, just as he promised, then every promise God made would be fulfilled. My wife, Chris... And I have three children, Joy and Hope and Christian. And if you were in need, and it cost the life of one of my children to save you, I don't think you'd ever doubt our love for you. And this is why Christmas is such a wonderful miracle. God's love is revealed so clearly it is impossible to deny it. Christmas is God saying, I have given you my very, very best. If there's anything else you need, ask of me freely and you will receive. If God spared not his only son, do you think that God would withhold any of the lesser blessings? The birth of Jesus reveals that God is a giving God and, and that God wants you to have the very best. Christmas began in God's heart, and may it continue in ours. With every head bowed and every eye closed and those by way of Facebook or various devices of getting the word out, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you repeat this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I thank you for your love of me, for dying for me. I repent. Forgive my sins. Come into my heart and life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, if we can just dim the lights. The silent night, holy night. And
Could we get one more light up here for Elle? I'd like to some some spontaneous prayers. Could we have two or three people maybe just spontaneously pray out loud? We can leave the lights off. We can leave the lights off, but I want Elle to get a light up here. Did you, you didn't get a light. Would you like to have a real one? Oh, you got one, okay. You got the right color. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. How about spontaneous prayers? Really speak them out. Thank you, Nona. Thank you. It's a very holy time. God is moving here and answering prayers. Thank you, Marie and Chris and Nona. Anybody want to belt out a... I don't want to 
close the service if anybody else has any thoughts that you want to share. I'll give you another minute or so and then I'll close in prayer. Thank you for Isaiah the prophet in the Old Testament said that wonderful counselor, comforter, consoler, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As we go forth now, may the grace and the peace and the fellowship of God's Holy Spirit speak to our hearts, bring us back safely. It's coming Sunday and we are grateful for the many blessings that you've given us for 2020 and we've concentrated maybe more on the curses and the blessings we look forward to a wonderful year of 2021 now may that grace and that peace and that power go forth with each and every one of you merry christmas love from the tabers and all of that Merry Christmas. Christmas Eve service here at Olivet United Methodist Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. It's a great privilege to come into your home and, and share Christ with you, the birth of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for your responses. Do let us know if there's some way that we can improve on our worship service. With that, I think we're just about ready to begin. Primary where he said, I've always started my services is with joy to the world. Are we ready to begin, Clarence?
Sarah and Anastasia. Anastasia. Hello. Hello. Who's the gentleman to your... Well, welcome, Dad. What's your name? Ellen. Ellen, you look familiar. Have we met before? Probably not. Okay. Are you prepared? Did you want to share? Okay. And if we can get Anastasia a little more warmed up, can you, a, little, a little more. Anastasia, you want to come front and center? And Al, are you going to be part of this too? A little camera shy, okay. So we'll have, take a mic there, a mic of your own choosing. You know, this, the joy to the world is one of the most um, popular Christmas carols we sing. And yet the um, writer, Isaac Watts, didn't originally intend for it to be used as such. Do we have a question in the belfry? Look at that dress that Anastasia has on. Let's give Anastasia a round of applause. Wow, Anastasia. All right, hi guys, I, my name is Sarah. Um, hi Sarah. I, <laughs> hi, so I met Pastor Randy at a, at a silver sneaker class and I did not know that I was gonna run into a pastor in the silver sneakers class at all. I wasn't expecting that. Told him my testimony and you know, he told me, he goes, well, you know, you, you should talk to Robin and, she, you know, and let her tell her testimony to you because your testimonies sound very similar. And so then I met Robin and that's how I became a part of this church. And I really do feel welcome here and I like the people that go here. So I've gotten to know almost all of you. Pretty much my background story is I grew up from a really dysfunctional home. It was really hard for me for many years to accept that, you know, life wasn't perfect, you know, and especially with uh, your parents and stuff working as much as they did. And it's just really hard. It's just, it was really hard for me to accept that. And then going to school when I was in, and then going to school or when I went to high school, that's when I got bullied. And I kind of became agnostic then I didn't believe in God as much when I was raped, when I was in my senior year of high school by somebody I knew very well. So it was really hard for me to accept. I, I always wondered why, why would God put me through something like this? Why would this be a thing? So then, then on, I kind of lost faith and then I found it again and I, I went started going to Eagle Brook and I got baptized there. I don't remember the year exactly, but I, I was all over their Facebook and all over the site and stuff and then when I then like I said when I met when I met Randy I found the Lord again and I'm, I'm very thankful that he's played a really big part of my a very positive part of my life now and I have a good support system my family's a really good support system and you know it's just nice that I've met some good friends along the way like Mike and Tina and Marie and you know Gary and Kathy and everybody at this church and I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of everything and I'm happy that this church is so welcoming and you know so caring about my well-being you know I'm just going through a lot I went to the mental health facility twice in one like it, once in November and then once in December or in the end of November too or once in October and then the other time it was in November and it's just, it was, I've gone through a lot of um, stuff in my life, and 
I'm just happy to have the people that I do in my life. So that's my testimony. And then I will, do I have to read this? If you'd like, or can Anastasia, can you sing in number four, it's Anastasia? Can you sing? Can you sing? candy canes for everyone too it symbolizes jesus the, the blood and the whiteness so all right so um it's i'm i'm reading matthew 1 23 it says look the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall name him emmanuel which means god is with us and then so and then uh, and then there's a prayer out of the upper room book. The prayer is, fill our hearts, O God, with thanksgiving and, and praise for the gift of your son, Jesus. Amen. Grandpa's here. Anastasia, we don't want you to play with matches. Yay! Way to go, Gary. Does Anastasia have anything to say? Is she... What do you think of Grandpa being in church? Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah, yeah. Hi there. Everybody say hello, Anastasia. Hi there. Look at that nice dress she has on. Did Grandpa make that dress for her? No. No, we bought it at a TJ Maxx. Oh, TJ Maxx. Well, I'm going to call on Boone now. That's going to be a hard act to follow. And oh, are you through? Oh yeah. We're a little more at liberty, I think, with time, and that if we're not by way of television. But there's going to be a blending, I think, on YouTube and that. So use your prophetic biker voice there. And Mike, why don't you come and be on deck? Good job, Anastasia. Did you want to? S s do you want to circulate those candy canes? Do you know the history behind those candy canes? The red represents the blood of Christ, and the white represents how we become pure in God's eyes through the body, and the, and the J, J shape is for the joy of the Lord in the shepherd's staff. Shepherd's staff. Boone. I did not know that. I know about the J. If you take a candy cane and put it a certain way, it's J. And the red Jesus, represents the blood of Christ. Right. And the white represents the purity that we, once we've asked Jesus into our heart and life, we are saved by grace through faith in Christ. Not of works, least any should boast. And we become pure in God's, God's eyes. And then that thing about the shepherd, that's the shepherd crook? Or? Right. Oh. The shepherd had to have the hook. Um, sheep oh, yeah. are always attracted to water, but they don't really know how to swim. And the shepherd catches the sheep, just like Jesus, God's word says, he's the shepherd. The 23rd Psalm reminds us that for the Lord is our shepherd, we shall, you know, so 
I don't want to take any more of your time. Amen. No, I, I learned something. <laughs> Greetings, loved ones. And we can say this here. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we can say it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, be reading from Luke, and it's in your handouts here. I'll, I'll be reading from the big book up here, which has slightly different wording, but bigger print, so I kind of prefer it for the, all kinds of reasons. And may God bless the reading of the word. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quinarius as governor of Syria and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary and his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there, the tame, time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all of the people. For to you is born on this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign. For you. you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds had told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Mike's going to read the next section, and may God bless and keep you, and may God bless the reading. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Mike's going to read from the big book. Joseph and Mary were going to Bethlehem to be counted in the census. Now the census was taken every 14 years by Romans for one reason, so that the citizens could pay taxes. They took it every 14 years for that purpose. The people were required to return to their family's origin or their place of birth to pay their tax in a register. That's why they made the trip. This has got to be God. 
Nazareth was 80 miles from Bethlehem. I can't picture this. A a nine-month pregnant lady riding a donkey for 80 miles. It just doesn't even seem reasonable in my mind how that could happen. But God did it. Mary was not required to go after all. But Joseph took her as a means of protection. Because back then, culturally speaking, an unmarried teenager could not get pregnant. If they did, the cultural radicals would basically kill her. So being unmarried and pregnant was a no-no, culturally speaking. And Joseph wanted to protect his family, so he brought her with Verse 6 says that the son of Mary belonged to and originated from God. Mary was chaste. They were honest about their position and their religion. They did not, I don't know how to put it, fornicate, I guess is a good way to put it. Verse 6 says that the son of Mary belonged to and originated from God. When they arrived at Bethlehem, the city was full because of the people's returning to take the census. That's why there's no room at the end. They had absolutely no room, so a kindly innkeeper put them up in the stable, which was the best he could. The thing I'd like to mention is the Old Testament speaks of the birth of the Messiah. Back in Micah, book Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, it nails the city of the Messiah's birth. That verse in Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, says the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. And that is indeed what will happen. Merry Christmas. At this time, we have a musical number, and would they please come front and center? And Good job, Mike and Boone and Sarah and Anastasia. If you're listening by way of YouTube or Facebook, again, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas.
Would you all stand with me for a word of prayer, please? Amen. Stand for that fine number. Father, we want to stand in the promises. Some 2,020 years ago, the calendar is based upon the birth of Jesus Christ, A.D., Anno Dominio, in the year of our Lord, and B.C., before Christ. We thank you, Father, that we can come, and for years people have been honoring the birth of of the Christ child. As we honor his birth, we, we look forward to his second coming, just as he came the first time, and there are just very few people that really recognized it. And, and as we look at the second coming, the rapture, we find a world that may be in denial or unbelief. Father, we are called to be believers, and we know if change does not occur, that the society that we we depend on is in drastic need of, of change, the fraud and the phoniness and the graft and corruption and the swamps around our country. We pray that we would become more patriots, patriots of uh, constitutionalists, that we stand on scripture and tradition, reason and experience. We thank you for this evening and as many Christians are gathering and at home and we pray for those who are viewing by way of, of YouTube and Facebook and all kinds of means of communication. We, we know that we're getting into prisons, we're, knowing, we're getting into homes and in hospitals and nursing homes and places where people are unable to come to church. We are among the able. And we thank you, Father, for our, our legs to get here, our, our arms and our minds, our brains. And there's two things that God asks of us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to not love our neighbor as ourselves. That body that was broken, that blood that was shed, it's only 30 years old. Bless us now as we turn to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As I was kind of saying, my parents always wanted a, a daughter like Anastasia. They always wanted a, a girl, but they, I was going to say they got stuck with three guys, but, but um, they treated us. They loved my I was first born, Timmy and Terry, and they always wanted to have a, a girl, and they were gonna name that girl Joy. So when our firstborn, Joy, and it just seems like yesterday, our Joy was like Anastasia, and now Joy is, what, 40-some years old, flight surgeon, retired uh, Colonel Air Force, married an F-16 fighter pilot, and we know that that joy really stands for J-O-Y, the joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah 8.10. J stands for Jesus first, O others second, and Y yourself last. As we look at our scripture, we're going to try to examine more closely um, this scripture here. 
We're going to be looking at this scripture for the next two or three weeks now. We read how in these verses how the birth of the Lord Jesus was first announced. The birth of a king's son, king's son or president's son or politician is generally made an occasion uh, that's a pub, very public, uh, full of revelry and rejoicing. I remember my dad telling me many stories and a lot of his friends, they, they handed out um, cigars. It was a custom then to hand out cigars some 68 years ago when, when a boy or a girl was born. Well, the announcement of the birth of the Prince of Peace, Jesus, was made privately at midnight and without anything of worldly pomp and, and celebration. I remember a time when I was serving in a three-point charge of birth of you at Wrightstown where each of these three churches would, would precede their, their Christmas Eve service by a, a Christmas program by the children. And the children were dressed up as little sheep or little lambs and there was a, a Joseph and a Mary and a shepherds and all kinds of attendants around. A, we sometimes even had little babies. We take one of the younger babies of the congregation and, and, and place it in a, a manger. And all that involvement by, by people made it so genuine and so authentic. Well, let us mark who they were to whom tidings first came that Christ was born. They were shepherds. And it was interesting that shepherds were kind of the lowest of the low. They were almost worse than criminals because they went and they feast on basically, they were, you know, very pure, but they were kind of the, the, the lower caste, the outcast, because they, they would rummage from one location to another and, and they were shepherds. And it said, shepherds abiding in the field near Bethlehem, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now to shepherds, not to priests, not to rulers, to shepherds, not to scribes, not to Pharisees, not to the politicians of, of their time, an angel appeared proclaiming, unto you is born this day a savior. A savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now the saying of, of St. James should come into our mind. James was the brother of Jesus. As we read these words, James chapter 2, verse 5 reminds us that hath not God chosen the poor, the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? The want of money debars no one from spiritual privileges. The things of God's kingdom are often hid from the, the great and the noble and revealed to the poor. The busy labor of the hands need not prevent a person being favored in special communion with God. Moses in the Old Testament was keeping the sheep. Gideon was, was thrashing the, the wheat. Elisha was plowing when they were severally honored by direct calls and, and revelations from God. And let us resist the suggestion of Satan that religion is not far for the working person. 
The weak of the world are often called before the mighty. The last are often first, and the first last. Secondly, let us mark in this portion of scripture the language, the language that's used by the angel in, in announcing Christ's birth to the shepherds. Here a few years back, I was called back to a, it was a rural Lutheran church at the time and in, near Melcona, Minnesota, and it was a church that they only opened up on Christmas Eve and a few Sundays or Saturdays during the um, summertime months for, for weddings. But at one time, it was a very large, very large church. And they asked me to speak on angels, angels. I wasn't used to preaching in a Lutheran church. In this particular Lutheran church, it was kind of like the, the pulpit was where Darwin is, but it was at the front of the church, and by the time you get to the pulpit, it was just a spiral case, and you could hardly see the congregation you were preaching to. The language that was used by the angels in announcing Christ's birth to the shepherds. He, he said, I bring you good tidings of great, what? Joy, which shall be to all people. We need not wonder at these words, the scriptural darkness which had covered the earth was just as dark, equally dark as the days that you and I are experiencing today. They were especially dark for 4,000 years, was about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and the way to peace with God was about to be thrown open to all. The head of Satan was about to be bruised. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. The mighty truth was about to be proclaimed that God would be just and yet for Christ's sake, the ungodly would be justified. Salvation was no longer to be seen through types and figures, but openly face to face. The knowledge of God was no longer to be confined to the Jews, but to be offered to the whole whole Gentile world. The days of heathenism, heathenism was, were numbered, and the first stone of God's kingdom was about to be set up. If this was, it certainly was glad tidings and good tidings. There never were tidings that deserved such a name. Well, let us mark thirdly who they were that first praised God, praised God when Christ was born. They were angels and not individuals like you and I, angels who had never sinned and needed no savior, angels who had not fallen and required no redeemer and no atoning blood. And the first hymn to the, to the honor of God was God manifest in the flesh, was sung by a multitude of the heavenly host. Let us note this fact that it's, it's full of deep deep spiritual lessons. It shows us what good servants the angels are. All that their heavenly master does pleases and, and interests them. It shows us that what clear knowledge they have. They know the misery, what misery sin has brought into all of creation. One of my favorite shows was always um, touched by an angel and how during an hour's episode, you know, they could come 
to kind of a consensus on, on bringing about good news and peace. Angels knew the blessedness of heaven and the privilege of an open door into heaven. And above all, it shows us the deep love and compassion which the angels feel towards the poor and towards the lost. They rejoice in the glorious prospect of many souls being saved and many brands being plucked from the burning. Many of John and Charles Wesley's hymns talked about being saved. They wrote some six to 8,000 hymns. Many of them are in our Methodist hymnals, fathers of Methodism. Well, let us strive to be more like-minded with the angels. Our spiritual ignorance and our deadness appear most painfully in our inability to enter into the joy which we see them here expressing. Surely if we hope to dwell with them forever in heaven, we ought to share something of their feelings while we are here upon earth. Let us seek a more deep sense of sin, sinfulness and misery of sin, and then we shall have more deep a sense of thankfulness and redemption. There's not many times that I've seen stars. I do recall seeing stars playing college football and contact sports. Here the other night, I, as I take my daily bath, I like to shower down after my bath. My dad would always say, how come you use so much water? And I always said it was kind of a way I could relax. But just a couple nights ago, I was playing with the um, shower head and thing didn't seem to work and then it came out cold water. And then it shot out hot water and, and backing up, I kind of fell out of the, backwards out of the tub. And I thought I was doing pretty good because I, you know, I thought the floor was, I could catch myself with the floor, but I'd left the drawer open and I nailed the back of my head, you know, I was bleeding, bleeding because I'm on Coumadin and blood thinner and I just kind of laid in the bathtub there for a while and it drained out a little bit and then realized that, you know, I should probably let Chris know or Joy and they all had a consensus, so I spent my, my evening in ER. I'm a little stiff. I can tell you I've seen a few stars. But can you imagine seeing the stars in the heaven, you know, the three wise men, the three magi that we refer to, followed that star? It wasn't days, it wasn't months, it possibly was years. Magi or wise men, they followed that star over Bethlehem where the babe Jesus was born. Well, let us mark thirdly who they were that first praised God when Christ was born. They were angels, right? They were not humans like you and I. And they proclaimed, they strive to honor and praise God. And let us mark fourthly the hymn of praise which these heavenly hosts sung in the hearing of the shepherds. They said, glory to God in the highest and on, per on earth peace. How we want peace today, how we want goodwill towards all. Many of my holidays for 20-some years as a colonel in the Air Force were spent away from home. Thank God that we could, we could talk. Phone calls were delicious. These famous words are vicariously interpreted. We are by nature so dull. We are 
so dull in our spiritual things that it seems that if we cannot understand a sense of heavenly language when this heavenly, heavenly language speaks to us, yet, yet a meaning may be drawn from the words which is free from any objection, and that is not only good sense, but it's excellent theology. Glory to God in the highest. The song begins. Here in a few moments, we're going to be singing Silent Night and Holy Night, and you can kind of break your sticks or your lights, or if you haven't picked up a light, you'll want to grab one, and they're at the back of the church. Yet a meaning be, be drawn from the words which is free from any objection, and is not only good sense, but as I said, excellent theology as you study your walk and your talk with God. Glory to God in the highest, the song begins. Now is come the highest degree of glory to God by the appearing of his Son, Jesus Christ, in the world. He by his life, Jesus by his life and death on the cross will glorify God's attributes of justice, holiness, mercy, and wisdom. That's what the candle, the um, candy key was all about originally, designed to represent justice and purity of God, the white and the holiness of God, the mercy and the wisdom of God. I had no idea that Sarah was going to be giving us candy canes, as they never were glorified before. Creation began to glorify God, but not so much as redemption. The song goes on, peace. Peace on earth, the song goes on. Now has come to earth the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Not an earthly peace, not an exterior peace, but a interior peace, a peace of forgiveness, forgiveness by God through Jesus Christ, the perfect peace between a holy God and a sinful humanity, which Christ was going to purchase with his own blood, the peace which is offered freely to all, the peace which once admitted into the heart makes us live at peace one with another and will one day overspread the entire world. Goodwill to all, the song concludes now, is come the time when God's kindness and goodwill towards humans is to be fully made known. God's power was, was seen in creation. But you and I, rather than serving the creator, we choose to serve the create id, all the created things that tantalizes us and pulls us away from the creator. We're absorbed in the created rather than the creator. The person who hopes to dwell in heaven should have some experiential acquaintances with the languages of the inhabitants. Let us mark, ere we leave this passage, the prompt obedience to the heavenly vision displayed by the shepherds. Promptness, promptness. We see in them no doubts. We see in them no questionings or, or hesitation strange and improbable as the tidings might seem they at once act upon them and they went to Bethlehem they went to Bethlehem in haste they found everything exactly as it had been told them their simple faith received a rich reward they had the mighty privilege of being the first the first of all humankind after Mary and Joseph who saw with believing eyes the newborn Messiah they soon returned, glorifying and praising God, the scripture says, and they soon returned. 
May our spirits be theirs. Father God, this evening, we do make a request that our spirits will be like theirs. May we ever believe implicitly, may we act promptly and, and wait for nothing when the path of duty is clear. So doing, we shall have a reward, a reward like that of the shepherds. The journey that is begun in faith will generally end in praise. Christmas began long before Bethlehem. It began before the birth of Isaiah. It actually began before God created the Garden of Eden. Today's text reminds us that God had his Christmas rescue plan in mind even before creation, that God decided if, if humanity should sin, Jesus Christ would come and die as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And this is why the Bible describes Jesus Christ as a Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. Christmas began in the heart of God, and this is why the angels who wanted so long to make this great announcement were so happy that, that first Christmas night. They, they knew if God would send his Son, just as he promised, then every promise God made would be fulfilled. My wife, Chris... And I have three children, Joy and Hope and Christian. And if you were in need, and it cost the life of one of my children to save you, I don't think you'd ever doubt our love for you. And this is why Christmas is such a wonderful miracle. God's love is revealed so clearly it is impossible to deny it. Christmas is God saying, I have given you my very, very best. If there's anything else you need, ask of me freely and you will receive. If God spared not his only son, do you think that God would withhold any of the lesser blessings? The birth of Jesus reveals that God is a giving God and, and that God wants you to have the very best. Christmas began in God's heart, and may it continue in ours. With every head bowed and every eye closed and those by way of Facebook or various devices of getting the word out, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you repeat this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I thank you for your love of me, for dying for me. I repent. Forgive my sins. Come into my heart and life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, if we can just dim the lights. The silent night, holy night. And
right up here for Al. I'd like to sum some spontaneous prayers. Could we have two or three people maybe just spontaneously pray out loud? We can leave the lights off. We can leave the lights off, but I want Al to get a light up here. Did you, you didn't get a light. Would you like to have a real one? Oh, you got one. Okay. You got the right color. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. How about spontaneous prayers? Really speak them out. Thank you, Nona. Thank you. Very holy time. God is moving here and answering prayers. Thank you, Marie and Chris and Nona. Anybody want to belt out a... I don't want to close the service if anybody else has any thoughts that you want to share. 
another minute or so on, and I'll close in prayer. Thank you for Isaiah the prophet in the Old Testament said that wonderful counselor, comforter, consoler, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As we go forth now, may the grace and the peace and the fellowship of God's Holy Spirit speak to our hearts, bring us back safely this coming Sunday, and we are grateful for the many blessings that you've given us for 2020, and we've concentrated maybe more on the curses and the blessings. We look forward to a wonderful year of 2021. Now may that grace and that peace and that power go forth with each and every one of you. Merry Christmas. Love from the Tabers and all of that. Merry Christmas. <laughs>